Are you super glad that summer's here, but the end of the school year has left you feeling really out of balance in your health and your home? Never fear, the Health and Home Reset is here, today on Happier Music Teacher. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. If you've already completed your school year, congratulations. And if not, hang in there, you are almost there. Your school year is 10 months long. That is longer than the gestation period for a human people. So just like you need to recover after a major athletic event, after a surgery, this is not like 12 steps recovery, but okay. Uh, recovery is really essential. And I think a lot of times as music teachers, we forget that and we push through. There is no set timeline for this. There, your timeline does not have to be mine. Some school years are extra special. I'm looking at the 2020-2021 school year. Ay, 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 that was a doozy. Um, so it might take a lot of different time for you to feel like you're back to normal. Especially some of you, if you're taking levels, those are intense and exhausting after an already exhausting year, and I think they're fabulous. Or maybe you're writing curriculum. So some of you have even more intense activities on a certain level in the summer. This may take place after your big trip. I know we just returned from a big trip to see my family that's immediately following your school year. Whenever you feel like you have crossed your finish line, your school year finish line, and then if you have any of those early summer finish lines, cross those first. But then I really want you to think about resetting yourself and your home to comfortable levels. This is like the tidy hour on a bigger scale for you and your summer. This is not like the sexiest thing to share in your back-to-school circle. People will be talking about their trip to Turks and Caicos, their volunteer trips, their exotic vacations, and you're like, I reset myself to stasis this summer. Go team! But I really feel like if you skip this step, it is going to come out of the seams somewhere. I firmly believe that with self-care. If you skimp on it now, it's just going to show up later. And if you take care of it now, you're going to be okay later. So these are some really practical steps. The word that just kept on coming to my mind, just ringing through my mind as I prepared this episode is stasis. So I looked it up just to make sure I didn't sound like a moron on my podcast, which, you know, sometimes happens. Stasis is defined by the dictionary as a period or state of inactivity or equilibrium. I think that's kind of great. And I think for us, that's a great metric to set for when you're trying to reset for the summer. It may take some inactivity, to get back to equilibrium. It may take some activity to get back to equilibrium, but what we're looking to get is just to restore that state of feeling normal, feeling healthy and whole and rested and balanced after you have been through the ringer with a school year. Even an amazing school year, you might have had some personal and professional successes this school year. Even that can still just set you back on your heels that you need a reset you need to stop feeling exhausted. So these are in no particular order what we're looking at to do that. And like I said, they are in the Captain Obvious department. That is what I do in my podcast and writing is really just rephrase and repackage obvious wisdom for you to implement in your life. The first thing is to hydrate. So during the school year, you have restroom stress. I hear you talk about it in Facebook groups. It's very true for me when I was in the classroom. So now that you have the luxury of being 
So now that it's the summer, and I don't know, you might be able to go to the restroom when you feel like it, like other adults in the world, let's go ahead and take advantage of that by hydrating. Now, I don't think you have to do crazy hydration if you're not an extreme athlete or you're not out in the crazy Houston heat, but you do want to feel normal, and I feel like a lot of times during the school year, we are doing things, even if we're drinking fluid, it's not very hydrating. So we might be surviving on iced tea and iced coffee, hot coffee, tea, all those type of things. I think I said tea twice. Can you tell I like tea? And we don't drink a lot of water. I was getting tickled talking to my husband. I'm not sure the first half or maybe even the first three quarters of my adult life, I invested a lot in just drinking regular water. I really bristled at it. I thought it was gross. It was hard for me to do. And now it really is my drink of choice. And I'm not even talking sparkling water. I wish I was. I am talking plain water. Now you can put your ice in it. You can add your fruit to it if you want to, but literally what your body is craving, not iced coffee, although I do love a good iced coffee, is water. And you are probably actually a dried up prune from the school year and may not even realize it. Plus, if you've been eating a lot of salty snacks on vacation or at the end of the year when we're just grabbing for whatever we can, I really encourage you to hydrate. You will notice there's a point in time, I don't know how to describe it, where you will feel like you have reached stasis for hydration. You don't need to overdo it. You don't want to underdo it, but you have just reached a perfect amount of hydration. Another gross tip, because I'm not afraid to be gross on this podcast, you didn't know you're subscribing for that, is the color of your urine is actually an indicator. So go by that. Go what seems normal, not too dark, not too light. Okay, I'm embarrassed just enough on that, but go ahead and hydrate. You deserve it. This is a perfect time to do it. Sleep. What a what a weird thing. I'm talking about hydration and sleep. I never knew I did that during this podcast. I do it every podcast. We still don't do it, so I'm going to keep on preaching it for myself just as much as you. You probably, and this is just a crazy guess, have a sleep debt from the school year. You might have sleep debt from a couple years, let's be honest. So what I would do is grab every opportunity to sleep in the beginning of the summer. Nothing is off limits. You know I love a good nap if you've been in my Facebook group or talked to me personally. Um, We just sleep a lot. You need it. And you just feel like you wake up and you could just go right back to sleep again because you're so exhausted from recovering from the school year. Eventually, if you honor this, you will start to find your natural rhythm. And if possible, that's ideal. Now, for me, I still like a good nap. I am fine with that. I'm in a season right now where I haven't been sleeping really great at night, so the nap is actually part of me getting enough sleep. My natural rhythm during the summer just happens to fall in my perfect world if I had nothing else going on, no other employment, no activities, not traveling, is going to sleep around 10 or 11 and getting up around 6.30 or 7. That is my natural rhythm where I tend to gravitate to. You'll find your own. And like I said, as much as you can honor it during these few months, I would do that. Okay, embarrassing story for me. This is going to be a regular routine, isn't it? At the end of the year last school year, I went to my endocrinologist, as I do. I see her probably twice a year. I have some endocrine issues. And my labs stunk. I mean, they were bad, embarrassing bad. And I was telling my team about it. I'm like, y'all, I teach self-care. This is not okay. And um, one of the PE coaches was joking that she teaches PE. Her labs weren't great either. So it's funny how teachers are sometimes the very worst at taking care of our healths. So I went to my endocrinologist, getting ready to get fussed at, as I should have, because I had completely neglected my health. And she said, are you taking your medicine? Well, no. You could start there. So I'm just going to encourage you the same thing. If you are someone who takes a recurring prescription, fill and take your pills. 
period, end of story. And for everybody, like I said, I don't have any letters next to my name. I am nothing medical, big disclaimer, don't trust me. But this one feels like I'm pretty safe here. If your doctor, who you regularly see, has instructed you to take some medicine regularly, if you're not taking it, it's not helping you. And you need to get back on track for that. I'd say for almost everyone, a multivitamin is not a bad step to do. People have different feelings on that. Some people really, really, really don't want to be on medicine. And some people take a lot of medicine and vitamins. You know what's right for you and your family. But I will say, if you are supposed to be taking something, go ahead and take it. So this is my old lady alert. I actually have a pill holder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. There is an AM section and a PM section. And in those... I fill them up once a week methodically, just like I'm dealing cards. So one of vitamin D, one calcium, on and on, until I have the whole thing. But having it filled isn't the same as taking it. Think about making that evening routine where you're taking your pill as part of it, where you have your water there, it's before you brush your teeth or wash your face or your routine, and that you're easily doing it. And same thing in the morning. If you need to set an alarm on your cell phone or Alexa, that's been saving my life lately, maybe that would help you fill and take your pills. I guarantee you these three things, just if you only got normal on your hydration, found your stasis for sleep, and filled and took your pills, I almost guarantee you would be feeling better in a relatively short amount of time. Okay, the other thing under common sense is eat. There are some people that I don't relate to at all, but that's okay, you do you, who don't eat when they're stressed, or don't eat when they're busy, or forget to eat a meal. I've never forgotten to eat a meal. That is not a thing for me, but I understand that for some of you, that legitimately is a thing and an issue. So you may be coming out of the school year hungry and really feeling like you're underweight, you're hungry, you're not nourished, and you want to take care of that and get back to normal eating rhythms. If you're like me, and I'm suspecting the rest of us, I overeat. And my first reaction to stress is to stress eat and overeat. Now, I feel like I've come a long way in that in my life, but it's still a thing, and I can still go there like as recently as last week. One of the things that I like to do is Whole30, and we're going to talk about that in the people segment. Whole30 is a month-long program. It's an elimination diet where pretty much 30 days of only real food, and you're eliminating a lot of foods that tend to be problematic for people. Now, this might sound like your version of misery, and I got you, but I will tell you, there have been a few times in my life uh, regarding following a major surgery, at the end of a challenging school year, a few other times where I really felt like my health was off the rails, where Whole30 was just a godsend for me, because I liked the feeling of feeling control of my eating for that amount of time, knowing that everything I was feeling in my body was only good things. Now, I don't think, like I do, that just slapping a Whole30 on the rest of an unhealthy lifestyle is really where it's at, but if you need a good reset, I highly encourage you to check it out, and I'll give you more information in the next segment. By the end of the school year, your freezer, your fridge, and your pantry may be bare. I think there's a fairy tale about that somewhere, but I'm not sure which one. This is where you do not have to have it perfect. Mercy, you do not have to have it perfect. I have a son who actually likes to organize a pantry. Score. In fact, I'm probably going to ask him to do that later on today. But for right now, get a good enough Walmart order. The other day, nothing was working right in the house. We didn't have eggs. Oh, we did have eggs. We had expired eggs for my husband's omelet. My, my son was asking about different snacks. We didn't have any of that. I didn't have any fruit that wasn't molding. And that is its own kind of stress. 
You know I'm a big proponent of the Walmart order. You can do whatever you like. You might have more sophisticated things you do, like the Instacart or maybe even delivery service. You know you and you know your family. But I would say the basic things that you know that you need to have rolling. So for me, I know I want to have eggs. I want to have milk. We are cheese people. Oy vey, we are cheese people. We want to have all of that available to eat. Um, So eggs, milk, some cereal for my son. Think about those type of things. The snacks that you always eat. Fruit for sure for us. I think fruit is your friend if you see that in my book. Do a short order. It does not have to be expensive because sometimes money issues this time of year can be very real too. But think about what you would have to do to just do an easy fill of your freezer, fridge, and pantry. There is plenty of time the next summer, and we will talk about this in a later episode, about organizing some of those spaces in your house to get feeling better. This is not that time. This is just a surface level survival. Let's get some food in our freezer, fridge, and pantry so we do want to eat well. We have that ability, and our kids aren't making us crazy and going through the drive through or the gas station, or if you're like me, Bucky's, you really want to have some real food for you and your family to eat that's convenient. Movement. This is a big shocker. I'm talking about hydration, sleep, eating, movement. This is so crazy for me. No, it's not. Common sense isn't always common. And like I said, I can preach on this and teach on this all day, and I still struggle. So I'm wondering if I struggle, if you might be struggling with it too. All couch, all the time, is not going to feel good very long. Now, don't get me wrong. I can lay on the couch I can have Lazy Day 2023 and feel very good about it. Thank you very much. But after a point, I don't feel good. It might be my age. It might be my metabolism. I don't know. But I would really encourage you, not for weight loss. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Not for your fitness goals. That's cool. You do you. But just because it feels good to move. I think some of us have so much complicated psychology wrapped up in movement where it feels good to move. When you're a kid... You walk and you swim and you bike and it's gently. You're not measuring it on your Apple Watch. You're not beating yourself up because you didn't beat your PR. It's just movement for movement's sake. See if when you are ready, if it would feel good for you and your body to move. Now, I live in Houston. That is a whole situation. It is going to get hot here really soon if it hasn't already. So I would just recommend think about the times where it would feel good for you to do that. Early morning is an option. Later at night is an option. Just be safe and make sure you're being well lit and everything. But think about getting that movement in. Like I said, this does not have to be a workout. In fact, I'm starting to have troubles with that word. Just loving movement to make you feel good and rest. Also stretching. If you think about all the tension and stress that is probably living in your body after the end of a 10-month school year, which might have had some physical and emotional and mental stresses, I would just encourage you to do Keep on moving, keep on stretching, gently, regularly, until you feel like yourself again. Your body feels like your body and not a twisted pretzel knot. Now, the next few things I'm talking about are more the nuts and bolts of running your home, but I still think they count. So for your laundry, once again, stasis. And laundry is a hot button for a lot of us. It can be for me. Even if you need to, I call this laundromat amnesty and see if you follow with me. Sometimes the laundry will get to the point, and I know it happens when my husband wants to help with laundry, because that is not normally his jam. If he starts putting on loads of laundry, I realize that he is stressed by my laundry situation. He was also raised by a woman who was meticulous with her laundry and an excellent at it. So he is not used to living in the slums with me not being great at laundry sometimes. If you need to, take some laundromat amnesty. Take your quarters to the laundromat. Maybe yours is fancy and takes a credit card. And catch up. During that time, 
eat a fun snack, read your magazine, put your feet up, scroll social media, I don't care, but get caught up, get everything put away. So instead, during the summer, it is easier to keep up than catch up, and you can just maintain some stasis with your laundry so it is part of your normal rhythm for summer. You don't have to do that the first day of break, but eventually the piles are going to get to you and you don't want people digging through the laundry for their clean clothes. So think about even just having your laundry be at stasis during summer and your kids are on the hook for this too. You might have heard me talk about this during tidy hour. Uh, They wear the clothes. So I think as little as three, have them start putting those things away and folding. They can do that. They can match socks. You do not have to be the martyr, the laundry martyr, sighing and huffing and puffing and doing laundry all day while they're off living their best life. No, you are not Cinderella. Stop it. It's kind of mean, huh? Your desk in your office is the next area you want to turn your attention to. Like I said, this might just be me. I have a sneaking suspicion it is not just me. By the end of the school year, your desk or office might look like a bomb went off in there. There are probably forms that you've procrastinated on, if you're like me, for camps or other things. There is paperwork that could use tending. There are bills that are stressing you out or might even be unpaid. When you're ready, part of stasis, get your desk and office so you feel like they're not going to turn off your lights because you forgot to pay the bill, that your kid can still go to summer camp because you paid and turned in the form. This does not have to be a deep dive. We're not auditing our finances. We are just playing catch up with the major things and tidying so we don't feel stressed out when we look around the room. Finally, calendar. You know I'm a calendar nut. I like the feeling that you have a handle on the major events of the summer. And if you are type A instead of type B plus like me, you might have done this months ago. You might have everyone enrolled in everything down to the letter. You know the date of your vacation. You know the flight number you're catching. You have all of that on lock and it is in your calendar and has been for months. For the rest of us, do just a basic skim to feel like you have a handle on the major events of the summer. So if you have not set the date for your vacation and you're taking one, Get with your spouse and figure out roughly where that is going to be. If your kids have camps, put in those dates. Make sure the payment is where it's supposed to be. If you have PD that you're supposed to go to or even present during the summer, make sure all of that is on there so you feel like you just, something in me relaxes when I have things in the calendar and I can just look at it. Now, in praise of my husband, since I was a little rough on him on the laundry, He just did something that was maybe the most attractive thing I've ever seen him do. And he's a very attractive man. He handed me a calendar that had all of his summer things on it for work. It was the best. He was the best in that moment. Get to that point where you can look at that. You might, he had a printed out calendar, which I thought was pretty great because he could just write on it and hand it to me. You might be an electronic person. You might be some type of hybrid, but find out what is going to work for you there. This is going to be the longest episode ever. I am chatty today, y'all. There is going to be a feeling in your home where everything feels comfortable again. And there is no timeline on this because I really feel like everyone is unique and everyone might be coming into the summer with different needs and capacities. You may feel like, you know what, Beth? It's going to take me all summer to reach stasis. It's going to last five minutes, and then it's going to crumble again. Totally understand. You might feel like, okay, give me a good long weekend, and I feel better again. Take the time that you need to get all these systems rocking and rolling and get yourself feeling better before, in my mind, and we'll talk about this in an upcoming episode, before you tackle any major project, give yourself the bandwidth, give yourself the space to just tackle these really Nuts and bolts things, hydration, sleep, medicine, eating, doing a grocery order, movement, 
fun movement, stasis with your laundry, or at least not making you crazy with your laundry, doing a quick tidy of your office and a catch-up and also your desk, and then inputting a lot of things in your calendar so you can feel like you have a handle on when VBS and camp and vacations and visitors are going to happen so you're not stressed out. I hope this helps you out. If you'd like to give me some feedback, I love hearing it, and I really appreciate it. BethDuhon at me.com. Today's Mindset Minute is pay now or pay later, but you're going to pay. This is roughly paraphrased from John Maxwell. I really relate to this quote, and here's why. Regarding your automobile, you can pay now with regular maintenance, or you can pay later with a broken down vehicle on the side of the road. It's really choosing. Either way, you're going to pay. In the first one, you have some control over it. And even though it's not so convenient, uh, you know it's going to happen. You never know when that breakdown is going to happen. And I guarantee you it's going to be more timely and costly. I feel like the same thing is really true in our self-care for our lives as well. You can keep on barreling through when you're exhausted and you'll be fine for a while until something breaks down and the wheels come off. It might be your mental health. It might be your physical health. It might be your relationships, your finances. You know what it might be. So much better to do proactive things instead of reactive things. Pay now or pay later, but you're going to pay. Today's People Podcast and Promotion Spotlight shines on Melissa Urban. Melissa Urban is the Whole30 co-founder and CEO. We'll talk about that in a minute. Recovered addict, New York Times bestselling author, mother, podcast host, nature churchgoer, and that boundary lady on Instagram. Melissa Urban is best known for The Whole 30 and The Book of Boundaries, her most recent publication. But what I'm going to specifically highlight right now is The Whole 30 program if you haven't heard of it. There's two ways you can frame this. You can frame it in the positive or the negative. So I'll start with the positive. Yes, eat real food. That is the main rule of the whole program. The no is avoid the following for 30 days. No added sugar, real or artificial. No alcohol in any form. No grains. No legumes. No dairy. That's a tough one for me. No sulfites. And no stepping on the scale. Following this 30 days of deprivation, you're going to enter 10 days of reintroduction where any of the banned foods that we mentioned, you gently reintroduce. And then in a few days, you find out how they affect you and your body. You can learn more about it at Whole30.com, and I'm going to head to Books A Million here in a minute to buy her new book on boundaries. Today's verse of the week, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Would you like to be in a Facebook group for music education, but you don't want to deal with the drama? Come join us over at the Happier Music Teachers Facebook page, some of the nicest people in the internet. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.